Welcome to the Behind the Service Podcast. I saw like you posted that you're waiting on a grandbaby to arrive. I'm so excited for the grandbaby. It's my first one. Yeah, she's due December the 8th. And so I'm just really looking forward to it. And before they found out what they were having, I was like praying. I'm Mm -hmm. like, Lord, I want a granddaughter. I'm not sure why. I just feel like I'm drawn to a granddaughter. And I'm like, Lord, I just, I pray that it's your will. It, that it'll be a little girl and it was and I'm like thank you Jesus Welcome back to Behind the Service. Thank you for joining us today. And we have a special guest with us, Sherry Eifler, who has been on the podcast before. If you go back to one of her episodes, you will be able to catch that episode. It was, I think it was back, released in January and be blessed by that conversation as well. Sherry is an author. She's a coach and a trainer, and she's a speaker with the John Maxwell team. And she has written a new book, which is Royal Reflections 2.0, The Making of a Warrior Princess. Before we get started on talking about the, the book and all of that, what have you been up to since the last time we chatted? Oh, wow. Yeah, since we've last chatted, geez, it's hard to believe it's already November and on. In all honesty, I feel like I've been on a whirlwind first, pushing the book to finally get out. I went through a study with a group of women before the study even was officially published. So that was a lot of fun. And then the Lord's really been refining my core identity process. And he gave me like an aha that how he is helping me lead others into recognizing who they are, one in him, but two, who they are uniquely made to be is really part of saving lives. Because you don't care about who you are if you don't have hope. And so the first question in all of this is, where is your hope? And being up here in Alaska, we have had a lot of challenges with suicide within the ranks. And so that's been something my husband and I have been praying a lot about and seeking the Lord to move forward with. And so I've been up to a lot of different things, visiting kids and spending a lot of time in the lower 48, but the most rewarding piece is being able to walk alongside people in their journey of discovering who they are and walking out who they are in Christ. I love that so much. That's so needed, especially in our military communities, to be able to have somebody walk alongside them and support them along their journey. So thank you for what you're doing in that aspect. You do coaching, like private coaching and things like that. Military spouses, veterans, how does that work exactly? Yeah, I work basically with whoever resonates with me. And what I've really transitioned into is really being more of a faith-focused coach because many people, when they're looking for a counselor, there were times when 
within our family, we needed to seek out a counselor. And I was always looking for a faith-based Christian counselor. And I believe people are doing the same with coaches. They're looking for a faith-based coach because then they know that they're not just getting worldly wisdom, they're getting wisdom that is founded on the truth of God. And so it's nice to be able to pray with your clients. It's nice to be able to have the Holy Spirit welcomed in the process because really coaching is all about personal growth, expanding our awareness and keeping us on the path of, in a faith-based coaching, the path of righteousness. Yeah, yeah. So last time I talked to you, I think, gosh, I think I emailed you. I think I wrote it down actually maybe February or something like that. And I was like, we need to connect again. And I'd love to have you come on and do a guest hosting or something like that. Let's talk about some type of collaboration. Now, since then, February, my dad moved in with me. I started caregiving full-time for him and life just really changed in a drastic way. I became a full-time caregiver to not only my dad, but I don't really consider myself a caregiver for my husband. I'm more of his like support role person, you know? I had a job, so I'm a physical therapist. So I was like transitioning and trying to figure out like where I was supposed to be at and all of this. Because when challenges or life comes up, you're like, all right, what am I supposed to be learning from this? So when my mother-in-law passed away, I went and stayed with my dad for a while and he had no internet. He had no cell phone service or anything like that. So I really felt like at that time, God was really just trying to get me to surrender everything and really focus on him. Like in those moments of struggle, you're, you, you were drawn to him and he's telling you like, Hey, I'm here. Focus on on, on a relationship with me. And so that's where I've been at was trying to navigate all of that during that time of where I was supposed to be. And I took a step back from the podcast as well. So I wasn't doing interviewing because I was like, you have to focus on what's the most important, you know, and time is our most important aspect, which because we're limited on, on, on our time here on this earth, right? And that it just even more solidified that with the loss of my mother-in-law and then with my dad getting sick and things like that. So it was really just focusing on the most important things in life. So luckily God sent so many other people in to stand in the place of that because I do like to do the podcast and all of that, but it's not the be all end all of, of life, right? <laughs> um, love, loving your family and being there for your family and being there for the ones that you need to support at that time is what's most important. I do want to have that conversation about maybe coming on and doing some type of collaboration. If that is something that you wanted to talk about maybe in the future, I don't like to push like people are so busy. Oh. And so that is something I would like to chat about. Yeah, no, the, I would I would love the opportunity to do that. I love your audience. They are definitely a special group of people that I would love to be able to just help them keep moving forward in their walk. And I just want to celebrate you and choosing to focus your time on what you were called to and really embrace that and move into this direction and be willing to follow God because sometimes following him is, we want to say it's easy, but it's not. It's confusing because sometimes the path is lit really bright and you're like, yes, 
let's go. And then other times it's very dimly lit and you literally get it lit with each step that you take. But that's where your relationship comes in. It's so important to be so grounded in him that you can trust him even when you really can't see where your next step's going to be. And so I just want to celebrate you for recognizing that time is limited and you have the responsibility and you have the honor of being able to choose how to spend it and build into other people's lives. And I'm thankful that you had that team around you that was able to just come. And I think sometimes we feel in this life that we're so alone and that if we don't do it, nobody will. Who will? What will happen? Mm -hmm. And especially being in like the social media world and everything, trying to keep, I mean, we need social media in order to get out the message that the Lord has placed on our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. So then I don't know about you, but I constantly am feeling pressured by the algorithm rules and the changes and stuff. And I have to remember that my trust is not in the chariots and the crazy horses of this world. It's in the one true God. And He is going to get whatever piece of my message into the inbox, the phone scroll or whatever of the people that he wants in just his right timing. And sometimes that's struggle. Do you have that same? Oh, oh, absolutely. (laughs) And I had, yeah, I had to do the same thing. I'm like, it's really not, it's not about likes. It's not about followers. It's not about any of that. It's about, are we getting the message up that we're trying to get out and are we pushing out the resources that we're trying to provide for other people. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And going back to what you were talking about, thank you for saying that, but about learning like time and management of time and what's important and what's not. I feel like during times like that, God is developing us in the dark. It puts me in the mind of the Polaroid pictures back in the day. And I'm really, (laughs) I'm aging myself here. But back in the day, you had the Polaroid pictures and you would have, and they would be dark and they would come to light. He's developing my character. You know, he's developing so many different things within me during those times. And it's in those dark moments where we should be immersing ourselves totally into him and being like, okay, what can you pull out of me? What can you draw out of me? What do you need to, what do I need to to look at maybe what adjustments or little adjustments do I need to be making right now? Because he's the ultimate one that can lead us to those answers, not the world, not social media, none of that stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so important. And sometimes being in the dark is scary and we just want to do everything we can to get out of it. And sometimes it's so hard to recognize that he really is our way out. And he does. And like when you were sharing about how you were pulled away into this area where there's no internet, there's no cell service and everything. I just was like, oh, he brought you into a cocoon. Yes. And what kind of amazing transformation happens in a butterfly cocoon, Mm -hmm. right? This little wormy thing turns into this beautiful thing that can why? And, and so I think sometimes we have to p- remind ourselves to pause in the dark and allow him to do the transforming work that he has to be done. And it requires us pulling in yeah. and get, being like constricted, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And in looking at yourself, which is not always the funnest, the fun thing to do, but it's always necessary, right? Because that's where we grow. We look at things. What's the process like for you when you write? 
Let's go there first. Oh, I, I call myself the least likely author. I never anticipated ever in my life writing a book, let alone a publishing an article or anything. Really, this Bible study was born out of a keynote that the Lord birthed out of me to talk. And it was like a three-day talk. And then all of a sudden, I started sharing little pieces of it. And people kept on coming up to me going, this needs to be a Bible study. This needs to be a Bible study. And I'm like, wait a minute, are you writing it? Because I don't write. You know, I uh-huh. <laughs> and so I just, just let it go. And I was like, yeah, Lord, if this is supposed to happen, you're going to make it happen in your timing. Cause no, I'm not comfortable with this. And so finally I, I got the release that I was supposed to write. And it was almost like I couldn't help. I just had to like go back and I had to rework everything. And so it was nice. He gave me the outline. But then in the actual writing process, he took me so much deeper into his truth, and it was absolutely remarkable. So I don't have a traditional writing thing. I know a lot of people are like, oh, if you're going to be an author, then you need to be writing like 600 words a day. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I am not your traditional writer. I literally, it was something that the Lord was like, you're doing this. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yes. Lord, I am doing this, but only through your strength and your might. And, and so it was, it was, so it, I went the totally non-traditional way, did the self-publishing, did, you know, all of that fun adventure, but through the process, I learned so much and I ended up doing the 2.0 because the first version, I was just like, oh Lord, this, this, there's so much more that you gave me because through the first version, then I started doing Facebook Bible study groups and everything. And the Lord, each time I would prepare for a week of Bible study with these ladies, he was giving me more insight. And I was like, okay, we have to add these truths into this because it's so powerful. Yeah. So talk about the book a little bit. What can they expect when they, so they purchase, so if they want to just purchase the book and do the Bible study on their own, they can do that. Or they, ha- you also have Bible studies for the book itself. Is that how that works? Yes, I've I had a strange launch. So the Bible study was released in August, but I'm doing a relaunch in January. So in January, I'm also going to release something new. It's called the Warrior Princess Academy. And so with it, we will go through the Bible study. So if you want to actually do a study with me, you'll be able to join that academy. And, and then after that, you'll be able to hop into a facilitator training. So what I believe is this study was put together for multiplication because God is all about multiplication. It's great for each of us to individually do the study, but it needs to get out there and we need to do it. And most people are like, I can't facilitate a Bible study. Yes, you can. All you need is two other people and I'm going to teach you how to do it. But the Bible study itself is for women of all ages. And as my husband likes to say, it's made for a woman, but strong enough for a man. It really dives us into and solidifies and gives us clarity and courage on who we are in Christ, because it's one powerful prayer that brings us into his kingdom, and we are adopted forever as his child of God, and then it's, okay, so I'm in this new family. I've been adopted. Now what? How do I live this out? And then I just take us through, the Lord gave me the three keys to royal living of royalty, our our relationships our reflection, and our responsibility. Um, it's, and it's 
all in our reflection, our relationship with the Lord first, our reflection of Him, and our responsibility to Him and living out our life with Him. You walk through that, and and you gather those keys, and then your eyes are open to how it is that you're supposed to be living as a royal in the body of Christ. And then you realize all the treasure that has come with this position that he's put you in, the authority that comes with it. And then that's where we point to, we're to live as a warrior princess and put on the full armor of God and to stand each day protected from all of the things in this world that want to pull us away from our relationship with the Lord and put us into a place of authority. Because I think so many times, um, well, I'm just going to say it. I believe that many of us in the body of Christ have bought the lie that we're just here to live mm-hmm. and that the enemy is going to just keep doing what he's going to do. And it's going to get darker and darker until Jesus comes. Jesus told us to come and to occupy. That means we need to hold the land that we have. We need to shine the light shine the and we light. go into the darkness. We are not going to let the darkness encringe on us. And so if you're feeling like, man, I just need to get deeper. I need to get back into my roots of who I am in Christ because I feel like I've allowed the enemy to encringe on the, what the Lord has called me to, because God called us to live life abundantly. And so many of us are just hanging out in the corner waiting for things to happen when God said to go. That actually reminds me of the verse in Colossians 2, 7, and I had written this down when I was doing some notes. It says, let your roots grow down. This is Colossians 2, 7 through the New Living Translation. It says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. So that that reminds me of that there as being rooted in the truth of who God says you are. And then shining that light out for the world to see, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so important. Verse that like really led me into like this for this Bible study is First Peter 2, 9. And it's, um, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And I think that's what so many times we forget that we're chosen. Yeah. And we let the unworthiness of this world and the way that the world wants to push us down overshadow who he called us to be and remember that we are chosen by the almighty God who is greater than all things. And so in him, we have the strength to stand. I love that so much. So you do, I got on your website and filled out the, oh, there was a quiz on there because I was kind of wanted to kind of look and see what all was going on with what you were doing now since it had been a few months since I had to talk to you and I went on uh, I went on the website to to fill out the what is it called it's a it's called the core assessment assessment. where are you yeah and because like I talked earlier it's really about our identity 
And we need to recognize our uniqueness and how God's created us. And so it's just a little assessment that people can go and take and just kind of find out, okay, where am I on this? And do I need to spend some time really solidifying who I am? Yeah. And you can find that listeners at her website at sherryeisler.com. And I'll put that link on the show notes as well. So you you can check that out and go and take a little assessment and see where your your strengths are and where maybe you need to look into and see what you need to be working on or what would be good to, to dive into. Mine's confidence, which is funny. Sometimes I feel super duper confident and other times I'm like, eh. But it says, as a confidence developer, you are a pretty good picture of who you are at the heart of you, but don't yet have the confidence to say yes to opportunities that align with your core identity and no to the ones that complement your core identity, which is so interesting to me that that was the assessment after I answered the questions because I have a hard time saying no to people because I'm a people pleaser, which is, it's pretty spot on, right? But I'm learning to say no more, which is like a huge, big deal. I love that. And I've had some situations arise recently where I had to say no because it went against the values of what I believed. And that was a struggle to be able to do that because I don't like to hurt people's feelings. I don't want people to feel like I am i don't want their contribution or need their contribution or, or that type of thing. But it really went against what I stood for and my core values to be able to support that. So I was able to say no. And I was so... I know it's such a big deal. It really is a big deal. Being able to say yes to the good things, the things that do match and align with where I feel like God is leading me and taking me. And one of those was the Women in Warrior Ministry. So we have a new collaboration and partnership with Women in Warrior, and it's two female veterans who are trying to restore the hearts and minds of our military female veterans and any military women that are connected to the military, like military spouses, mothers, and so forth. So it was being able to know, aha, God is showing me like, this is where I want you. That wasn't where I wanted you. So this is where, so being able to align that way and see that was really beautiful, actually. (laughs) So Yeah. It sounds like you felt very empowered by standing and putting your values in front of someone else's. Because I think it's so easy and we've been taught that we need to be so courteous, but at the expense of what? Right. There, there need, we need to be so confident in who we are. We need to know our values. And if you didn't take the time to really solidify, what are my values? What do I stand that confidence in them? You wouldn't have been able to stand in that. And what do you think would have happened if you weren't able to stand in that? If I wasn't able to stand in that and I would have said yes to it, I would have, I just, I don't think that God would have honored that. Like, I don't feel like he would have honored the outcome of what that could have been, that opportunity. I don't think that he would have honored that. And so I'm just grateful that he, he sends our, the Holy Spirit as an advocate, right, for us. And he speaks on our behalf when we can't speak for ourselves or don't have the words to speak for ourselves, right? And so knowing that he was like, okay, Liv, you, you need to say no to this. And it, it was an immediate no, like I could feel in my gut and we get that you just get that feeling like you you know what's right and what's wrong and so I was able to do that but I think that if I wouldn't have honored that 
then he probably wouldn't have honored it either. And that's so important to, to know. And sometimes we think that it's okay to say yes to things that to things that don't feel comfortable and don't align with us. But I think it, and we think that, oh, it'll be okay. But then it, I think it's so much harder once we've said yes to the wrong thing to untangle ourselves from the thing, because it's like, as soon as you walk into it and you know, you should have said, no, you just are like, oh my gosh, I gotta get out of this. How do I get out? So I think it's more harmful in the end. We're trying to be courteous saying yes. Because we're thinking we don't want to hurt people's feelings, blah, 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 blah. But in the end, to pull out after you've said yes is so much more painful. And it entangles us so much to where it's like, oh, my gosh, now I'm really leaving a bad taste in their mouth. And Mm -hmm. how do I do this? So I love that. I love that you were honest about that and shared that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not easy to say no, but sometimes it's necessary. You have to put up. I always set like perimeters and boundaries and things like that. You just do. It's needed in life. Just in a lot of situations, it's needed. Yeah. 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 When you were on the last time you were talking about finding your identity in Christ and because we talk about caregivers struggle with losing their identity once they become a caregiver and they take on a different role. And so I was thinking of like my identity and like my name. So my real name is Elizabeth. And so I looked up the meaning, like the biblical name of Elizabeth, and it is God is my oath, which was really, it brought to mind all that my faith, but it also brought to mind that God is always there and present with, with me. So like in the story of Elizabeth in the Bible, where she was barren, right? And she didn't she couldn't have children and it what was she 99 or something like that when she had a bit when she, god finally blessed her with a bit her and zachariah with a baby at 99 definitely yeah, yeah. and that yeah and so the, he always provides right so even in times where you're unsure of where you go what your next step is or anything like that is he's always going to provide for you also put some people into our lives at the right time yeah because there were so many people that came alongside of me during this transition of putting being put into a caregiver full-time caregiver role and that he provides the support people around you which has been a tremendous help and so that that was that was what i looked up for my name for the identity of my name or like what the meaning of my name was so anyway I put that out there. I love that. Yeah. And I think it's so important to embrace our name because in most circumstances, people, whoever names you, your mother or your father, they really seriously think long and hard about what is this name for this child. Um, And so to look at it up and embrace it and pull it in. And it's funny that you mentioned that because my name, Sherry, if you look into different meanings, means princess. Mm-hmm. And so I looked it when, up. <laughs> I looked it up last so, night. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so to for me to be called into this role and for literally the acrostic that he used to start this whole process of for the Bible study is the acrostic princess is sets our identity in Christ. And it's just such a beautiful picture of how God is so faithful and Mm. just your name being called out into your your name and I was actually even literally this week encouraged to look up 
the meaning of my full name, including my maiden name, and to write those down and to really lean into them and look and see how the Lord has fulfilled them. And so my middle name is Lynn, and the French name means lake. So grown up on a lake. Yes, I grew up on a lake. Is that? And we did not live near a lake when wow. um, I was born. And I was a miracle baby for my parents. I was their rainbow baby after um, five miscarriages. And oh, so, wow. it, yeah, so I'm just like looking at this going, okay, Lord, you have some, there's, we like to think that things just are happenstance, that things are coincidence, but no. God is about all things and really believing that we work knit together in our mother's womb and he designed us each uniquely and to really embrace that uniqueness because he has something, he has a message in all of our lives for people that he places in our lives. And so nothing is an accident with him and nothing's a coincidence. And I think the closer we get to fully embracing that truth and living it out, um, I think the more abundant we are going to live from day to day. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. When I was praying, because we said we were just going to have a conversation today, and I felt like the Lord wants to encourage somebody who you're questioning, all of this has just happened to me. And I, I'm unusable. Now I'm sure. unusable. When we were in Germany, right before we went to Germany back in, oh gosh, 07, we were in the hotel room. We've got three kids, dogs, huge crate, bazillion suitcases and everything. This is before cell phones. So the phone rings in the hotel room and it's my parents calling to say their final goodbyes to me and my family. Because we don't know the next time we're going to be able to talk. And so we're talking, everybody says their goodbyes. And then my dad says, I tell you, this is so haunting. So brace yourself. He says, Sherry, all I can see over you in Germany is black and death. And I'm like, wait a minute, time out. What are you doing? Right? Mm -hmm. And so I go. And then four months later, I'm in a just a routine ultrasound. And I the tech repeats, yes lesions on your liver and so what comes back to my head the words that my dad had spoke over me and so here I am I'm in a foreign country I am nowhere near family and I am facing black and death I don't know what it is but it was and so I went through major surgery we call it my shark bite and everything and obviously I'm fine and God is is incredible but it was in those moments where I felt like, oh, God's never going to use me. I used to do praise dance for him. I did. It was like the enemy just came down on me so hard. And then all of a sudden, I got asked to be the speaker for that conference that I told you was the spark for the Bible study. Wow. And I was like, oh, I'm usable? Uh-huh. I'm usable. I love that. What? So the Lord has a way of redeeming. We just have to be able to, and one thing that I learned through that whole process was know who you are, reach out to those around you, and choose to sing praise in the darkness. Because it was the, it was turning to him and praising him that helped me get out of the funk and then, of course, brought in 
that goodness. And I recognized it. But thank goodness, I knew enough of who I was that when the opportunity came, I didn't shoo it away. No, not anymore. It was like, oh, you're redeeming me. And he redeems us. And in the my life verse that he's given me and helped me is Psalm 25, 4. And it's really the whole Psalm, but I'll read 4 and 5. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your path. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. And I just really feel like... um we need to hold on to that truth. And it's so funny because we started talking today about the path and the light and everything. And it's really knowing that he is your hope and just pleading him to be the one to be your teacher and your guide and to leaning in on him and to trust him with all things. Even when what the world would say about you is you're broken and unusable and unavailable, God has a way of redeeming all things. And so I hope that is an encouragement. I love that so much. That's it's so true. And being able to just step in and step into the role of where he places you and submitting to that is so good. I want behind the service to be about not only the caregivers and the caregivers' roles, but about bringing voices, other voices in. Like we've had other voices come in and share testimonies or take on a role of podcasting and so forth. The Warrior and Women Ministry is such a great way to utilize behind the service. And then Peace After Combat with the clinical psychologist. Just feel like God is bringing in those actual resources for people. So I think that's good because there's there's so many people that struggle in the caregiving role. We've interviewed so many different caregivers and the identity thing is an issue with them and mental health and all of that. So having those resources there is super important, I think. And knowing when to put my oxygen mask on. Right. And you talk, I think you've even t- talked about this on your social media is about making sure that your cup's full before you try to pour out to other people because it is not fair to other people if I'm running on empty or have an overflow to give. And I think the doctors actually talk about that too on their podcast. It's all hitting me personally too, not even just the listeners, but it's hitting me personally as the editor and the one facilitating it is I'm hearing that message too. So. It's good. God sends, you know, those messages to us when we need them. Yeah, and it, it is important. I think sometimes we will forget that we do need to put our, especially in a caregiving role, we do have to keep putting ourselves first as in health and yes. mental and spiritual first. So we're ready to be able, because we need to be healthy mm. to care for others. We need to have the right like mental attitude and emotional readiness to be able to love on them while we're caring for them. And then spiritually, we need to know that God is our strength behind everything that we're doing. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And really, I think I did actually a a little um, course for a nanny institute and I gave them the assessment also so they could take the assessment and one of the ladies like how do I remember who I am in the middle of caring for these you know these kids and things and because you get can get so wrapped up in it and ultimately it's you what I like to tell people is we need to untie what we do from Mm -hmm. who we are uniquely made by God 
And when we're able to do that, then we recognize that it's me being amazing, loving on these kids, caring mm-hmm. for these kids, caring for my husband, my wife, my parents, my whoever it is that you're caring for. It's out of the uniqueness that God equipped you and made you so that you can do that and recognizing that it's God, who God made you serving in this way. And there's ways and you step into those roles. But mm-hmm. it doesn't define who you are ultimately. Because right. this won't, wherever we're at right now, if you just look back five years, we can all say that we're in a far different place right now than we were five years ago. Yeah. And that's the same for us. We're, mo- we're moving to the next mm-hmm. reality of where God is leading us. And these are all like gems that we're picking up, lessons that we're learning sometimes cocoons that we're going into to become what he has for us. And so. Yeah, absolutely. It was really good to talk to you and connect with you again. Listeners, if you go over to www.sherryeifler.com and you can check out the Royal Reflections 2.0, the making of the warrior princess and order that and sign up for one of her Bible studies in January. So. Thank you for tuning in and I appreciate it and we'll talk to you later. Bye.